1: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order, additional term supply.
2: It's time now to go beyond the headlines. And for the next two hours, go where every sports fan wants to go behind the scenes and into the practice facilities, locker rooms, coaches' offices, and press boxes to get the info before anyone else. This is the ESPN 1320 Insiders.
3: What an ass-kicking that was at Lincoln Financial Field yesterday. Holy smokes. We've got an ass-kicking. That was unexpected, to say the least. from you. No, let's... Okay. (laughs) The 49ers go in to Lincoln Financial Field in Philadelphia, and they beat the NFC number 1 seed Eagles 42-19. The 49ers have now beat the top two teams in the NFC East, the Cowboys and Eagles, Mm. by a combined score of 84-29 to this season. And the 49ers exact some kind of revenge if that, I mean, winning in Week 13 is nothing compared to winning an NFC Championship game. But Mm -hmm. it's got to feel good for San Francisco. They talked a lot of trash this offseason about how the NFC title game would have gone had they been able to keep Brock Purdy healthy. And, boy, they backed it up. In a in a in a big big way, uh, I they fully backed
4: it up. They showed the NFL, any football fan, who the best team in football
3: is. Yep, and I don't think it's I don't think it's close. Yep. Does that mean they win the Super Bowl? No, because no. there's a lot of football to go as of week thirteen. Though they're I, the best team in football. I totally agree with you. I don't I don't even have a good. You know how I'm usually the like eh well I don't have a good argument for you. Okay. I don't like Philly's still very good. Like Philly is is awesome. And if you told me right now, hey, I'm from the future, the Eagles won the Super Bowl, I would not be shocked. Mm-hmm. That is still an excellent team. But Mono mano against the Cowboys, who are right up there, the 49ers 42 to 10. Against the Eagles, 42 to 19. Are you putting the Ravens there? Like uh, We'll get to see. I, I get yeah, <laughs> yeah, we will. Are you yeah. putting the, I'm not putting the Lions there? Nope. They're just they're the best team through thirteen weeks. Yeah. And any yeah. argument against it to me is I I, I don't I, I you, I'm not I'm not listening. You're not valuing very, someone
4: else's opinion?
3: No, they can have no they can <laughs> have that it can be it's wrong. It's the wrong opinion. Yes. But they're certainly entitled to it. No, that was just a beatdown, man. I I I thought they could go in and win. I thought there was definitely a path to the forty ers going into Lincoln financial field. And pulling out a victory, they were favored. Like people bet on them to do it. Mm-hmm. People much smarter than me bet on them to do it. But that they went in. Here were the two most impressive things to me. One was it's not only that they went in and hung up forty-two points mm-hmm. and just dominated. It wasn't a fluky forty-two points. They scored touchdowns on six straight possessions. The only one of those drives that was less than seventy-five yards was the one where they recovered the onside kick. Hmm. And they only needed to go 46 yards for a touchdown. Like, that was that was it. That was the the lone drive that didn't go 75-plus yards. They did it on the ground. They did it through the air. They did it with yards after the catch. It was old-school bully ball from the 49ers. And they, they punked the Eagles. They kicked their asses in their stadium. That was super impressive. And they did it after they got punched in the mouth in the first 15 minutes. I think, Kyle,
4: that's what I like the most about this game. It's that, you know, there was some shakiness early. The first mm-hmm. two possessions, shakiness, right? They got worked in yeah. the first quarter. The first quarter, you're like, oh. they. But uh, we were texting. I said, uh, eh, he just needs to settle in. Brock Purdy does. Yeah, Brock Purdy just needs to settle in, mm-hmm. stop with the happy feet, and he'll be fine. Mm-hmm. And then next thing you know, boom, 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 boom. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was like he just demolished them. Yeah and like instantly elevated himself from a really good player to the player who just walked into Philly gave up a what was it 6-0 lead mm-hmm. and then systematically destroyed a team just picked them apart for an entire game after the the final 3 quarters and i again like just absolutely super impressed with his ability to hit the right man at the right time mm-hmm. i thought Kyle Shanahan got off to a pretty rough start with his play call so bad after that, settled in, and uh, Philly didn't look like they knew what was coming.
3: No, no, and it was—it's <laughs> just not complicated. Sometimes the Niners can can with Brock Purdy push the ball down the field more than they could with with mm-hmm. Jimmy Garoppolo, and they do. Like they're, every every number, every eye test will will prove that. But against against Philly yesterday, it was really clear. Like get behind Trent Williams. Yeah, get the ball to Debo Samuel. In space, get the ball to George Kittle in space. That Trent Williams guy, he's pretty good. Look, good, good little player. I think he's got a, I think he's got a future in the sport. I think he does. And so it's just not, not overthinking, not trying to do too much. Don't get cute. Yeah, it's it's yep. not. Hey, we're gonna do this because they're they're not expecting it. Like, well, your offensive line is getting worked. So what yeah. do you do? You slow you slow down that pass rush by running, by doing some misdirection, by hitting George Kittle in the flat for a big gain, by hitting Debo Samuel. Uh, on a on a on a slant for a big gain. by okay, now there's Juwan Jennings down the field. Here's a one down the field to Iuke, and and you start mixing it up, and you start to see the full scope of what this offense can look like when it starts rolling. That's and, it, Kyle. One of the you just brought
4: up, Juwan Jennings, mm-hmm. like that is that is a player they need to involve. Mm-hmm. Like when he is involved, and he is the fifth guy, mm-hmm. it really makes him. So mm-hmm. difficult. I mean, when you're looking at uh, McCaffrey out of the backfield, you're looking at Kittle down the down the seam. You're looking at Ayuk with the the deep ball, and and then of course uh, Debo with you know the out in the flat or or the quick slant. If you got that other guy, that's what I've been asking for all season long. Involve someone else, and I've always thought Juwan Jennings is a really really nice option to have,
2: mm-hmm.
4: and to see him come up so big in a big game. I thought there was one time where he almost fumbled. Like I, I was a little leery. <laughs> like he had the ball a little loose, and someone's sure. come from behind to, to go knock the ball out. Mm-hmm. And he was able to, you know, uh, you know, secure hold on to it, secure right. it. But overall, man, I just think it it added a new element to this, a new wrinkle to this offense. And they were so good once they started rolling. Again, like Brock Purdy was just was spectacular. the The first series was it the first series he gets hit in the arm. And mm-hmm. you're like, oh, oh, and you're like, okay, he's got this. Once he once he got hit, it's like, okay, mm-hmm. this is a team that took you out. This is mm-hmm. a team that got you in the arm. You got hit in the arm. You're still good. Let's go. Yeah,
3: yeah. Once he hit, they drew up a couple of layups for him. He hits those, and from that point, they they started rolling. And we'll dive further into this. We got we got plenty more Niners Eagles coming up. But one time for Debo Samuel, who would tell anybody with ears after the NFC Championship game, that the 49ers are going to win that game by double digits. Mm. They were on their way. They had a game plan. James Bradbury's trash. da 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 And then Debo goes in, four catches on four targets, 116 yards, two touchdowns. He also added a rushing touchdown. Set the tone physically for the 49ers. And that is what I, I believe the kids are saying.
0: Standing on business.
3: Standing on business. I believe that's what Debo Samuel did. Was I believe he was
0: standing on business.
3: That's what he did yesterday. That's right. He's also he's a winner, Kyle. Yeah, no, he he actually said that after the game. I'm a winner. winner. Yes, that's what he said. Yes, yes. Yeah. And if you're going to talk trash about how that guy is trash and that defense isn't good, you have to go perform like that. And Debo did. More on that coming up. We talked on Friday about measuring sticks and how hey. Kings are playing the defending champs against uh, taking on Denver at Golden 1 Center. I almost said in Denver that was wrong. Yep, Taking on the defending champs at the Golden 1 Center on Saturday. The Niners, the team that blew them out last year in the NFC title game. Niners went in and took care of business on Sunday. The Kings did the exact same thing against the Denver Nuggets at the Golden 1 Center on Saturday. In a game that we said if you lost, it wasn't, oh my God, end of the world. But Nuggets on the back end of a road back-to-back, this is where you'd like to see a good team like the Kings handle business. And I thought they did that. I also think, Kyle, it sets
4: up for what's next. Like, you yeah. you want some momentum heading into tonight's game against yeah. the New Orleans Pelicans. The, we have the the huge in-season tournament quarterfinal game tonight at Golden One Center. This is, really, it's a playoff feel, you know? I even wore yeah. a tie, Kyle. It's a, it's a playoff
3: feel. I know, play. that's how... Dude, that's how I... I have my my morning show responsibilities at the Bailey Show at ninety eight Rock. Yep. I'm in there doing some production stuff for them behind the scenes. And when I came out of the office today, I'm I'm you know, I'm constantly trying to organize a show in my head. And I know, Kings Nuggets, Niners, Eagles. I saw your outfit today when I was walking down the hall and I went, Oh yeah, that's right. We got in season tournament basketball tonight, knockout round. We had a big game. I knew that based on your outfit. That's right. Well that's No. You have to
4: set the No, table. I love No, I love that. You have to show respect. I, I mean, 100% how, dude.
3: That's how I, I think dress, of it. I for when I cover Niner games, I dress differently for primetime games than I do for a 105 kick against the Cardinals.
4: Yeah. That's you need to facts. show respect to to what the game is and what it means to to the building and mm-hmm. to the fan base and to the players. Like this is a this is a big game. Yeah, it's huge.
3: Yeah. You got to go get got to go get a dub tonight. But that's well Yeah. We'll do that later. I was—I uh, don't want to say—blown away is too much. Blown away was was—that's uh, not what I what I was. That's
4: pushing it too far.
3: Yeah, I was super impressed with Sacramento. Though you go down five at home to the Denver Nuggets, it's the defending champions. You battle back. You win the second quarter by what was it? Twenty points? Yeah. 20 points? Uh ni- nineteen points. You win the second quarter by nineteen points. You hold Denver to just twenty in that frame and then just held them off. Just did what you needed to do. You made enough plays on both ends. You hold them off, you grab a victory and you move forward.
4: You got big shots in big moments. Yes. You had big rebounds in big moments mm-hmm. that Kevin Herter came up with two huge boards. Again, this is a second time. this season. Lot. It's a second time this season where I remember Kevin Herter sealing a win with rebounding, mm-hmm. which is interesting because that's not who he is typically, Mm-hmm but uh, De'Aaron Fox career high sixteen assists. He was dealing. Um, I-, I thought that Sabonis battled Jokic, even though mm-hmm. Jokic gets Sabonis has to like run through a brick wall to try to get a layup attempt, and uh, you touch uh, Jokic on a away jumper, barely touch him uh, like on his belly, and he falls backwards and gets a foul call. Yeah, I thought that they uh, they battled. Man, it was a it was a very very good win for the Sacramento Kings.
3: Yeah, when Nikola Jokic goes for 36, 13 and 14, if you told me that was his stat line, I'm going, "Oh no, Kings." Oh yeah. Oh no. <laughs> 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 oh dear. But no, they did they did a really nice job. I mean, you're not going to you're not going to stop Nikola Jokic. That's just not a not a thing that happens. No. But can you limit them elsewhere? The Kings I, I did that and um and held on for a 123-117 win. We'll dive into this uh a little bit more, but our Jiffy Lube player of the game. Yeah. I I got to give it to JaVale. I
4: think I give it to JaVale as well. Yeah, I, we we have is, to spend more time on this, but yeah, it's JaVale.
2: To, to JaVale
3: <laughs> ESPN1320.com, and we'll talk more about JaVale McGee. We got to get to a break right now, but we'll talk about more JaVale McGee uh, when we come back because he was... Really, really good. So go to ESPN1320.com right now. There's a Jiffy Lube contest page right at the front. Click on that. Enter the code word JAVALE, J-A-V-A-L-E, code word JAVALE, for your chance to win a Jiffy Lube gift certificate, a $100 Jiffy Lube gift certificate. And speaking of our friends at Jiffy Lube, those presents that are sitting behind James, if you're listening on the radio or maybe on the Odyssey app, there are wrapped Christmas presents. Behind James is a delivery from Jiffy Lube. They've been sitting there. We don't know what's inside them, but we're going to crack one open today. Oh, yeah. At some point, we're going to crack one open and let you know what we're going to be giving away next week. So stay locked in for that. JaVale is your Jiffy Lube fast break player of the game. Niners beat the Eagles. Kings beat the Nuggets. Playing, no, in-season tournament knockout round tonight. So much going on. We're the Insider, sponsored by Jiffy Lube. We're talking about all of it on ESPN 1320 Sacramento Sports Later.
2: The Insiders with James Ham and Kyle Matson, brought to you by Jiffy Lube on ESPN thirteen twenty.
3: Oh yeah. yeah, we got Niners Eagles to get to. We got Kings Nuggets. We we left off on the uh, on the Kings. So we, we we have on our on our rundown here, which we 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 punt usually two segments into the show anyway. Yeah, we got Niners here, but. We are talking about JaVale McGee to end the last segment. He is our Jiffy Lube Fast Break Player of the Game. If you missed it, ESPN1320.com, Jiffy Lube Contest page front and center. Click on that. Enter the code word Javale J-A-V-A-L-E, and enter for your chance to win a $100 Jiffy Lube Gift Certificate. Mm-hmm. Jiffy Lube is given one of those away after every single Kings game this year, so enter today, enter next time, and uh, get yourself a $100 Jiffy Lube Gift Certificate. We also have our delivery from Jiffy Lube that's a wrapped Christmas presents with mystery item inside. We are going to be opening one of those a little bit later on in today's show. So stay locked in to find out. And then we're giving those away, by the way. Next week. So next week, we're going to be giving those away. Find out what we'll be giving away. Find out with us on, on ESPN 1320, Sacramento Sports Leader. But JaVale McGee, player of the game. I thought this was, he played 12 minutes. He goes four for four from the field. He has eight points four boards, three blocks, and was a plus 14 in his 12 minutes. And James, the the, the thing that jumped out to me the most about this was when the Kings signed JaVale. It was, hey, can you get him in four-minute spurts here and there as like a regular kind of thing when you need some energy off the bench, you can grab some rebounds, you can affect some shots at the rim, you can catch some lobs, whatever. But you would always say, and then there's the instances where you face a Joel Embiid or you face a Nikola Jokic, where you need a seven-foot athlete to just throw out there. Yep. Don't need him to put up huge numbers or anything. Just be on the, be on the floor and be effective. And that's exactly, exactly what he did on, on Saturday. Yeah, I
4: thought he was so impactful in such a short amount of time. I mean, yeah. his first stint, he ran a plus 20 in like six minutes. That's n- insanity. Yeah, and Mike Brown let him run. Let him go for a little while. I mean, Mm -hmm. he had this huge block on um, DeAndre Jordan, and I think that that's where you need to play him. Like when you're going up against another pick and roll guy, or you're going up against Jokic for a short amount of time, Mm -hmm. that's fine. It's when you have a team who plays a matchup game and tries to drag you outside, and Chevel McGee's got to defend the three point line. Mm -hmm. They it's just barbecue chicken. Yep. Like there's nothing. He's either going to foul somebody. Mm. Or he's going to get run right by. Correct. And like that's just who he is at this point in his career, and that's okay. Yep. Just use him the right way. Yep. And and when he doesn't have it, when he isn't mentally locked in, mm-hmm. uh, everyone in the building sees it, and you got to pull him. Yep.
3: He if was he locked does, in. If he does the thing when he's running down the court, and everybody who watches the Kings, everybody listening to this is going to know exactly what I mean. When he does the thing when he's running back down the court, and he kind of like lets his head loll to the side a couple times. That's when it's it's like, dude, he's get him out, get him he's out done. now. Like he's frustrated, he knows that he messed up. He's like upset with himself. It's just like, nope, he's done. He's Kyle, done for, for
4: me, night. it's that moment where he starts dribbling the ball up the court, <laughs> and I literally just want it. I want to see <laughs> Mike Brown just stick a foot out and trip him, and just end it there for all of us because we all know what's going to happen. You all, everyone in the building knows what's going to happen. Yeah. Like in and you, like when he looks
3: off somebody and says, "No, I got this." Get, the JaVale, the Javale McGee pocket pass has not once led to points. It's just, led to points for the other team. It does.
4: It does. <laughs> so again, I think he was used correctly. Yeah. I think that he played within himself. Yeah. A- and I also think that he he actually blocked shots. He actually played goalie, which is mm-hmm. like, where has that been? Yeah. And you could really use him tonight. Really, really use him tonight. Mm-hmm. You want to... If Zion Williamson wants to go left every single time, JaVale McGee, step up stand on the edge of the corner, on the on that side of the yeah, box. Don't get a three-second. Just be waiting for him to come in, put your arms up, and swat the ball out. Mm-hmm. Or take the charge.
3: Mm-hmm. One of the two. Do something. Yeah, the, only, the only question is, do you trust a good Javel game in consecutive games. That's the that's the question.
4: I think you can just like stop with do you trust Javel.
3: And that's that's always uh, going to be yeah. the problem. Like you
4: you have to see it very quickly and you, you should know
3: You have to try though. Yeah that has to be something that's that's in the game plan for tonight. Yeah, I totally agree. I, yeah. And if it, like you said, if it's a disaster first 4 minutes then first 2 minutes, whatever whatever the stint is, then you you pull the cord and Try something else. But that, that to me is the number one thing that, that would, would help the Kings kind of alter their fortunes against, against New
4: Orleans. And to me, this is a game, I, I know this sounds really strange. This is a game where you probably miss Alex Len.
3: Yeah, sure. Because Alex
4: Lynn, he is, a, he's a shot blocker, mm-hmm. but he's more of a ground base, you know, just a tremendously tall human being with very long arms. Mm-hmm. And you miss him. You miss yeah. his, his, uh, you know, presence on the court.
3: Yeah. Yeah, no doubt. Um, all right, we will do more Kings. We got Kings Pelicans coming up, obviously, but I want to get further into the, into the Kings and Nuggets game. We will have James six quick thoughts from that game coming up at the bottom of the hour in about 10 minutes, but I want to get back to this Niners Eagles game real quick. Yeah, I'm game. There was a ton of discussion on the internet. We talked about it a little bit. Dilo and Casey had a, had a big discussion about it on Friday of what does this game mean for the MVP race? Mm. Can Brock Purdy get into the MVP race if he beats Jalen Hurts? The MVP frontrunner in Vegas, by the way, and this is all Vegas-based, okay? This is all, who is the betting favorite? This is not my opinion. This is not James' opinion. This is the betting favorite. Jalen Hurts was that going into this weekend. Mm. The betting favorite now on DraftKings and Caesar Sportsbooks? Brock Purdy. Yes. After he throws for 314 yards and four touchdowns, in Philadelphia, and there's people screaming right now at their computer or their phone or their radio. They're going, It was all yak. Was yards after the catch. He didn't do anything. <laughs> hey, that's it. I, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yards after the catch yesterday was a bigger deal than it has been any game this season. at, at any point this season. Like so no doubt. The the yak was was very helpful for, for Brock Purdy's numbers and for the 49ers yesterday. But you you have to understand that a lot of people are just going to look up and go 314 yards in and four touchdowns, no turnovers, 70% completion rate. Mm-hmm. This is a guy who's tracking for, what is it, 4,300 yards, 34? F- 4,500 yards,
4: 33 touchdowns, and then another three or four rushing.
3: And eight interceptions. Those are MVP numbers, man. He's yeah. averaging 9.6 yards per attempt. That's insane. That's an insane number.
4: He leads the league in QBR in... And- Quarterback rating, like the overall like, passer rating, passing rating, he leads in completion percentage. Yep, like he's leading in um, yards per uh, per completion.
3: He's one of the best. He's one of the best deep ball throwers in the league. He's still he's still eating in the middle of the field. He's he's just he's good as hell, man. Yeah, and he went into Philadelphia, got off to a slow start, zero for four. Looked like he was really going to struggle. It looked a lot like that Cleveland game. Yep, where it's like, oh man, can they? Can they kick some field goals today? And he was, winds up, it was 19 of 27, so what is that? He finished 19 of 23, four incompletions the rest of the way. Yeah. That's super impressive against a very good team. Like, that's my take. The Eagles are still good. Like, the Eagles are, are the the. I, I thought the Niners' rest advantage helped them a ton yesterday. Mm-hmm. The Niners played last Thursday. The Eagles are coming off a game on Sunday. So the Niners had that three-day advantage which is just enormous. Mm -hmm. Um, I thought that kind of bared itself out a little bit, especially toward the end of the game when the Niners really just got rolling on the ground and were pushing the Eagles around. But (laughs) in the scope of, of Brock Purdy in the MVP race, you have Jalen Hurts losing to this guy because, again, this is how people are looking at this. And Purdy goes for 314, four touchdowns, and finds himself in first place in the MVP race, which is honestly... Given what we know about this award, given how this award has been doled out for two decades now, mm-hmm. decade and a half, 2012 was the last time a, a non-quarterback non won it. it, was Adrian Peterson Yeah, for the Vikings, it was the last time, so over the last decade, it's all just, if the 49ers are a one or two seed in the NFC, and Brock throwing for 4,500 yards, 34 touchdowns, eight picks, has a couple of rushing scores, 9.6 yards per attempt. Mm. you're looking at the MVP of the league that's wild that's just how, that's just how like again this is not this is not what I'm I'm going based on what I vote for him I don't know honestly I'm heading the Tyreek Hill should be the MVP because I'm sick of this being a quarterback award trade that's okay. my that's my that's my opinion or
4: even Christian McCaffrey
3: Christian McCaffrey sure leading lead Christian McCaffrey has 17 touchdowns he has more touchdowns than five teams that's wild both New York teams Pittsburgh Carolina and the Patriots Yeah, he's he's good. Good player. Yeah, he's good. So I'm I'm all aboard the let a non quarterback win it in a year where there's not a 5,000 yard, 50 touchdown quarterback season. Like, yeah, sure. But given what we know about how positionally this award goes, and given what we know about Brock Purdy's numbers and the 49ers' record, if they finish 14 and three, 13 and four, one or two seed in the NFC. And do you have Brock Purdy lighting it up? Give That's him the how trophy. you get an MVP candidate. Dog.
4: Give him the trophy. That's how that happens. That's right. All right.
3: Let's get to your six quick thoughts on the Kings win over the Nuggets. We'll also talk about the standings. The 49ers got a big win yesterday, but they still have an uphill climb to the number one seed. We will talk about all of that. We're mixing and matching Kings Niners all day. Uh, stay locked into the insider sponsored by Jiffy Lube here on ESPN 1320. Sacramento sports leader. Okay. Picture this.
5: You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
2: Now, back to the insiders with James Hamm and Kyle Madsen, brought to you by Jiffy Lube on ESPN 1320.
3: Yeah, so the 49ers get a big win against the Eagles. Kings get a big win against the Nuggets. Breaking it all down for you. We were talking at the break. I'm usually, just because of because of what I do with with NinersWire.com, with Candlestick Chronicles, I I, I watch the 49ers with a with a pretty critical uh, eye, for the most part, where I'm not looking for... I know they're good, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, I understand they are loaded and they have a good coach and all this. Like I I am fully with that. So I, I feel like my job is to try and pick nits. Okay. And Let's well, be honest, be, you know, sure. Yeah, I I it, I'm I'm doing a disservice if I'm not a, as objective as I, as I possibly can be. That's how I view it. Anyways, y- yeah. That doesn't that, that's um I so I typically come away from from games or from moments, kind of like trying to find the the negatives. I, I, I trend I guess pessimistic if if that's the word you want to use. This is the first time I've felt like if the 49ers don't win the Super Bowl, it will be like a disappointment.
4: Oh, I can see that.
3: That's not to say that's not to yeah. say that like when they lost it in 2019, it's like well you blew, you blew a 10 point lead in the fourth quarter. That's a bad loss. <laughs> bad loss to take. Yeah, and, uh, you just got smoked by by Patrick Mahomes in the last in the last 15 minutes. Yeah, and then 2021 losing to the Rams when when jaquaski Tart drops the pick. It's like yeah, it's tough. But you know what? Jimmy Garoppolo was hurt already. He was playing with a thumb injury and a shoulder injury, and uh, it's just kind of a just kind of a weird it's kind of a weird year. Like, they were, they were good, but were they better than the Rams? I didn't really... They beat the Rams a bunch of times. But were they better than them? I didn't really think so. And then in 2022, it was the three quarterback injuries, and mm-hmm. then all of a sudden Brock Purdy... I, I said when Jimmy Garoppolo got hurt, season's over. Then Brock Purdy comes in and lights it up, and then the NFC Championship game happens, and he gets hurt, and it's like, yeah, well, the Eagles... I, 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 probably, I think the Eagles are probably better anyways, even if he hadn't gotten hurt. I don't know if they went to... <laughs> Right now, as I as I sit here, it's like at this point, if the the 49ers are the best team in the league, and if you're not winning the Super Bowl now, I don't know what you're going to need to get over that hump. Okay, so I'll say this,
4: Kyle. Typically, I think that on any given Sunday, there there are a handful of quarterbacks that can single-handedly Defeat any team, sure, right? Like we all know who they are. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's your Patrick Mahomes. It's you know, Lamar, Josh Allen. Yeah, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, Jared uh, Goff. Uh, not Jared <laughs> Goff. Um, but Joe Burrow. Mm, so so yeah. there's this group, right? That you have faith that, like, if it gets to an AFC Championship game, if it gets to a Super Bowl. You you want to have faith in the team that you follow or that that you that's your favorite team, but you also know that there's a chance that there's a quarterback that's so good that there's nothing you can do to
3: stop them and they will win the day. That's what I thought happened in the in the Super Bowl against the Chiefs. Of course, I thought the Niners were a better team, but Patrick Mahomes was just. individually. He's just better than everybody. Unbelievable. Yeah, yeah, he is
4: the best player on in yes. the NFL, but yes. on the planet, when it comes to you, don't think you can beat him in a big game. Yeah. I just, first of all, like to steal for Ross Siddiqui's term, like Josh Allen just turned into a pumpkin. Mm -hmm. And Lamar Jackson's been really good, but I just don't know that they're that really good. And then I get to Burroughs hurt. Mm -hmm. And then Mahomes is just so beatable right now because he has dog wide receivers. He does. He has absolutely horrible wide receivers. They're so bad. they can't even get a blatant pass interference call in a crucial moment because nobody cares about that guy. Like, whatever. If you would have made some sort of trade for Devontae Adams, uh, that's a pass interference call. But nobody cares about... Marcus Valdez-Scantling? Yes. <laughs> they can't even, like myself, can't even remember if it's Valdez-Scantling or Scant- <laughs> hey, Scantling-Valdez.
3: Not to not to pause real quick, Um. <laughs> Maybe, maybe toss the deep shot to Marquez Valdez Scantling with the game on the line. Play out the window. Yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe drop that one for the playbook. I I would agree.
4: Yeah, he he's not good at that specific play. Uh, Like, at least throw him at Cole Hardman. Maybe he gets some sort of call call there. But then I would say, like, if we if we take all the quarterbacks in the AFC that you think could beat you, I you know maybe Tua. Uh, Okay, all right. Mm -hmm. Maybe that that offense is great. But then you get to the NFC. And the two teams that could possibly beat you, you're like whopped You you like yeah. you crush them. You mm-hmm. crush the Dallas Cowboys. You crush the Philadelphia Eagles. So, mm-hmm. Kyle, I'm with you. If you lose the Super Bowl, like it's a long ways from now. Yeah. But if you lose it, I think it would be a bitter disappointment. This is the season that you should get over the hump.
3: Right. They they are all in. They signed Javon Hargrave. They trade for they trade for Chase Young they have a quarterback who is elevating their offense beyond whatever Jimmy Garoppolo was ever able to do. Mm-hmm. Like they are they are in a spot where it's like this is the year, man. And if you're not doing it this year, it's really hard to believe that you're just going to get back up off the mat and make another run next year.
4: Well, that and someone's going to pay for that.
3: Yeah, like these these the Super Bowl Super Bowl contending windows this is essentially year 5 for them starting oh, yeah. in 2019. 2020, they had they had all the injuries and it was just not a not a competitive year. And then 21, NFC title game loss. Twenty two, NFC title game loss. A uh, twenty three, you're the best team in the league through 13 weeks. You have all the all the pieces in place to hoist a Lombardi trophy. Yeah. And if you're not doing it now, then like you said, anything can happen and you lose it's a one game situation in the playoffs, but dude, I don't you gotta get over that hump. You you got to figure out how to how to win those games, and that's not to say. And again, this is not this is not me saying that oh they're just going to walk pencil them in. Like Detroit is going to be a tough out in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Philly okay. is still awesome. Philly is still really really good. The, and the Ravens, Dallas is rolling. Man. Dallas is kicking rear end right now. Yes, they are rolling. D- but I don't trust Dallas in the playoffs. No, so, <laughs> ch- check not. that. I don't trust Mike McCarthy specifically in the playoffs. So so but Dallas r- rolling right now. You go to the you go to the AFC. You mentioned the the Dolphins. That offense is a buzzsaw. Uh, the Ravens, very very good, mm-hmm. as as good of a team as there is in the league. Like so, I mean, there's. It's not to say oh they're just going to walk to it, but I would say that they are probably going to be favored in any playoff game they have, and they are probably if they if 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 they make it to the Super Bowl, they would probably be favored in that. As long as they're whole. Yeah.
4: Yeah. And again, like we talk about the window, the window, like realistically, right now, the window is Trent Williams. Hmm. Like, like the window, he's he's a dude with a big giant foot keeping the the window open. Mm. Like at some point, like you're you don't have a replacement for him in the pipeline. You don't have another option there. You can't draft one because you're never going to be high enough to draft mm-hmm. an elite uh, left tackle. Yeah, he is so good that uh, I'm telling you, like, the other guys, yes, they're they're all great, but you can't put a middle-of-the-road left tackle on that thing and, yeah. and think that you're going to be okay. Yeah. And what is he, 35, 36?
3: 35 turning 36, I believe.
4: Yeah, that's not great. Yeah.
3: So, yeah, he's keeping that window open. How old is uh Turns 36 next summer, so yeah. All right. In his age 35 season right now. Okay. Yeah, no, I, I tend to agree with you. If Jalen Moore plays yesterday, I don't think the 49ers win. All due respect to Jalen Moore. Yeah, well, but I, when in doubt, the Niners got behind number seventy-one,
4: and we also we don't even know if in that point if Brock Purdy survives the game. Sure, I mean that's the problem. Yeah. that's a yeah. problem right there. Mm-hmm. Like who who does though? Like you know, quarterbacks get hurt, and mm-hmm. you don't want to have your your blind side not covered. Yeah, so
3: no doubt. All right, let's put a pin in Niners in Niners Eagles for a bit. I do want to talk about the standings uh, coming up, but let's get to the Kings win over the defending champion Denver Nuggets. The Kings fell behind early. They battled back with a huge second quarter and held on for a <clears throat> for a one twenty three one seventeen victory over Denver. James, let's get to your six quick thoughts from the game and kind of roll through um, what what you took away from from a a good win. I'm not going to say their best win of the season, but a but a very good win. Yeah, I don't
4: think it was their best win of the season, but it was a really good win. Yeah. Uh, number one, stuff the stat sheet. Uh, De'Aaron Fox didn't break out for a forty point night. But he was impactful in other ways. Uh, he notched his second double double of the season, posting 26 points. And a career-high 16 assists. He was absolutely electric, man. His steal late in the game, and then he stepped into a three. Mm-hmm. The confidence he showed in himself right there was stunning. Mm-hmm. Like, that was such a huge play in that game. And uh, the, what we're seeing him build, how he's becoming more and more and more it's just wild to me. And I'm going to point out one other thing before mm-hmm. we jump. Before you, you jump in here. He had one turnover in this game. Unbelievable. On the season, he has four games where he has either zero or one turnovers. He's got another like five games where he's got two turnovers. He's got another four games where he's got three. And he only has one game this season where he's above three turnovers with four. He's <sighs> averaging less than two turnovers per game. I've never seen a guy elevate his game and become a superstar like this while reducing his turnovers. Mm-hmm. The top scorers in the league, Luka Doncic and Joel Embiid and Kevin Durant, those are the three guys ahead of him. All of them average three and a half, three point eight 3.8 turnovers mm-hmm. per game. De'Aaron Fox is like 1.9. It's crazy.
3: It's really, really hard to be as high usage as De'Aaron Fox is and as careful with the basketball as he is. And the most impressive part about it is not just the high usage. It's not, oh, he has the ball in his hands a lot. And so it is the fact that there are so many opportunities. When you're dishing out what how many how many assists per game is he at? Eight?
4: Um as of right now, he's
3: at six point six. Six point okay, so about seven. When you're dishing out seven assists per game and you're driving to the basket and you're kicking the ball out. And you're doing all the, all the things he's... There are so many opportunities. Getting in the lane as often as he does. Offensive foul, that's a turnover. Being able to avoid the contact there, it, he's just... Man. Every it, time... It, no matter, offensively, defensively, Um, him running the point as a true point guard, him scoring the ball, him playing off the ball, whatever they need from him on a given night, that's what they're getting. And again... I feel like I say, this is a testament to this. I feel like this is something that we talk about every game. So I guess that's superstar stuff, man.
4: It is, man. His usage is at 32.2 on the season. It's insane. His assist rate is 32.1. His turnover rate is 7.3. Like his rookie season, 16.4. His second season, 15. Last season, 10.6. To shave 3.3% off your turnover percentage... It's insane. It's absolutely bananas. Yeah, he's playing so incredibly well.
3: (laughs) You you talk about the turnover rate. That's a a turnover percentage is estimate of turnovers per 100 plays. (laughs) Of the players with usage percentages higher than him, Nikola Jokic has a higher. So these usage rates higher. These are their turnover rates. 11.3 for Nikola Jokic. LaMelo Ball, 15.3. Devin Booker, 11.3. Kevin Durant, 12.7. Giannis, 15.1. Luka Doncic, 13.1. Joel Embiid, 12.5. And then there's De'Aaron, 7.3. 7.3. That is
4: mind-boggling. For a dude who's averaging 30.3 a game, That's it is absolutely mind-boggling. Just six points. Yeah, like look at his stats. Look at Russell Westbrook's stats. Look, track them year by year, mm-hmm. and you can project where he's going to be. I don't think he's ever going to be the 10 rebounds per game guy. But that's because he has Sabonis and, and he respects that Sabonis is going to go get the rebound. Um, but he, outside of that, like the the production level is mm-hmm. right there. It's right there in line with what uh, Westbrook was. And uh, I'll say this all, De'Aaron Fox is a much better defender.
3: Yeah. Look at yeah, that. I, I,
4: I, I bamboozled six quick thoughts. Nice no, job.
3: No, you're fine. Um, We have, I mean, we got, we got time. We're good. All right. The sidebar real quick on the Russell Westbrook thing because I'm a Russell Westbrook guy now so I have to come to his defense uh <laughs> yeah <laughs> no I'm joking I'm joking I, I I always just the Russell Westbrook defense thing and again this is unrelated to anything that you just said I always wonder what he would have looked like defensively if he didn't gamble for steals as often as he did he spent so he got blown by so many times he was jumping for steals reaching for steals I, I, I do wonder, because a guy that athletic and, and at his size, you would feel like, yeah, man, he, he should have been a pretty good defender. But anyways, that's separate. Yeah. Darren Fox, better defender than Russell Westbrook. You are correct. Uh, number two. Uh, number two, heat check. Uh, Malik Monk brought
4: energy from the moment he stepped on the court, knocked in down a couple of early threes. Uh, he ran the second unit to perfection, 26 points, four mm-hmm. assists. Him and Malik Monk, um, him and De'Aaron Fox are playing together a lot this season, mm-hmm. which Mike Brown did not do last year. It is such a an impossible thing for opposing defenses to stop two of these dudes. When they're both on the court together and you don't know who's going to be attacking and how they're going to do it, and they both attack in different ways, it just makes the Kings nearly unstoppable for those five or six minutes they're on the court. Mm-hmm. And it, it doesn't matter who's out there with them. Put shooters out there. Put a big man out there.
3: It doesn't matter. Just let them them run. Finding that go-to lineup in five minutes left in a playoff game, it's tied. Mm -hmm. What five guys do you trust? Like That is what, for me, with Mike Brown, that's what this season is about. This entire season, the 82 games is about finding out, okay, hey, in a game seven of a playoff series, it's tied and there's five minutes left. Who's closing this game? Who are your five guys? And right now, I think you have to start with Fox and monk,
2: boxing monk,
3: your
4: and then it, and uh, people might sh- like think I'm crazy. Kevin Herter in these situations has been tremendous, mm-hmm. tremendous. Mm-hmm. Trey Lyles has been tremendous. Mm-hmm. Like you're starting to, see, I'm building out a lineup that does not include Harrison Barnes and does not. In, it might not even include Demonis Sabonis on some nights. Wow, or Keegan Murray. Yeah,
3: it to yeah. go. That that's something that you can go matchup based with it. Yeah, and that's going to be. Fascinating to watch as the season unfolds and then as the postseason unfolds. Number
4: three. Uh, Sabonis versus Jokic. Hmm. Uh, it should be one of the best uh, watches in the league. It was. Sabonis got off to a slow start, but he finished with 17 points, 15 rebounds, 7 assists. Jokic is unstoppable, 36 points, 12 rebounds, and 12. Actually, he had uh, 14 and 13. Um, those are the one stats that I, I messed up in the in the six quick thoughts. And it's because that guy accumulates rebounds and assists so quickly that there is no way to keep track of them.
3: It is, it's unbelievable. Abs- isn't it wild to watch him? He just he he's he's one of those athletes that I know. Like I get I get it with Nikola Jokic, I know it. I watch it. I've seen it in the playoffs. I've seen it in the regular season. Yet every time I watch him, I'm still like slack jawed. Yeah, just the greatness that is him. Yeah, oh, yeah. and I know yeah. I know people are probably tired of hearing it because again, everybody knows. There's nobody out there going, "You know who sucks, Nikola Jokic." Nobody <laughs> believes that, right? You're confused kind of, by time, him how he time, does it. Two time MVP. Oh yeah, runner up last year, uh, NBA champion
4: should have been a three time MVP.
3: Probably gonna win it this year because he gets a makeup one for last year. Now that he has a ring, like I it, j- he. All the accolades, like, yeah, everybody knows. And yeah. yet still, every time, it's like, God, what a... I asked... What a marvel.
4: I asked Domas in the locker room, I said, hey, I know you've watched a lot of footage. That's not a name drop. You're doing your job. I'm sorry. Yeah. I keep going. You, I said, you've watched a lot of footage of your dad. Uh-huh. I said, it, does Jokic remind oh, you of your, of your dad? And he said, yeah, they're different, but there are a lot of similarities. Like a passing big, mm-hmm. they can do what he can do. He's like... I get it. I get the comparison, especially you know when we got to see uh, Arvidas in in the at the pro at the NBA mm-hmm. level, his knees were gone. And he, you know? yeah, he came in late. Yeah, yeah, but it was still like this mm-hmm. immense man doing these things that you had never seen before. Right. Yeah, just wild to watch.
3: Yeah, pretty unbelievable.
4: We got to bust through these, don't we?
3: Yeah, we got we got three to go. Uh, right, number four.
4: Welcome back after missing four straight games with the low back issue. Kagan Murray returned to the court. It was a rough go. Mike Brown pulled him and then Mm. not only did he pull him after like a minute and a half because he passed on a couple of shots, but he pulled him aside and he had a really long conversation with him and trying to boost his spirits and saying, Hey, no, that's you need to shoot. He responded really well in the second half, uh, dropping in eight points in the third quarter. Um, yeah, good, good bounce back.
3: Yeah. If he's not, I mean, that's the biggest thing with him, right? It's like, if he's not going to put the ball up. The, the the entire King's operation long-term is in jeopardy. It changes. Like that's, that's yeah. what that's again in the microcosm of this game was Keegan Murray shooting it or not shooting it. Going to be the difference between a winner or a loss. probably not, but over the scope of the next five years, yeah, like that's a dude who you need to see develop. And he's not going to do that if he's hanging out, passing up shots.
4: No, I totally agree. Yeah. yeah, there has to come a point where his accountability level for himself mm-hmm. starts to take over, yeah. where you're not having to prod him mm-hmm. the whole time. and where good on, He feels it.
3: Yeah, and good, on, and good on Mike Brown for pulling him and not just saying, yeah, let him play through it. Good so next like, to him, no, yeah. standing courtside
4: for like three minutes having a conversation with him. I asked Mike about it after the game. And he's like, yeah, I'm not going to get into all of it. But, yeah, we're just trying to say, hey, look, man, you got to shoot it. and we, we need you out there. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, good yeah. stuff. Number five. Uh, number five, the other guys. Great Harrison, movie. Yeah, there it is. Uh, the Wooden Gun. Uh, <laughs> Harrison Barnes and Kevin uh, Herter both had solid games. Uh, HB scored 11 points of 5-9 and nine from the field. He did brick a late rebound and put back, which was crazy because I was watching the replay just a minute ago. Um, but then you had Kevin Herter, 16.6 rebounds, four, six from deep. Uh, he had the big dagger, the dagger late in the game that ended it mm. and two huge rebounds down the stretch, just tremendous rebounds. So a uh, big game for Kevin Her- Herter.
3: I want to put a pin in number five because I want to tie it to something else that we will talk about next segment. So put a pin in number five, go to number six um okay number six still got it JaVale McGee that's number six yeah
4: okay JaVale man he's been all 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 over the board this season but he matched up well against DeAndre Jordan and made a huge impact he ran the floor attacked the rim finished with eight points four rebounds and three blocks he was a plus 14 in 12 minutes his first stint he was a plus 20 and I thought he was tremendous 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 so it was good, awesome. Good for JaVale. Like short burst and and do what you do well. Don't do the other things. Just yeah. do what you do well. Like yep. stay within yourself. I don't need to see threes. I don't need to see you handling the ball. I don't need to see you trying to throw a bounce pass as to a cutter to or baseline. Yeah. I don't know. Do what you do
3: well. Get in the pick and roll
4: and do what DeAndre Jordan does. Just yes. do the pick and roll to
3: death. Mm-hmm. Yep. And hang out near the rim, affect some shots. If you can get some blocks, great. You love that. Stay out of foul trouble. And for God's sakes, JaVale, two hands. when he gets the rebound, go two hands and then keep it high. Like, f- wait until you can clear out and then bring it down. Probably 16 years in. The <laughs> amount of times <laughs> he brings the ball down after a rebound to get it knocked away by someone a foot or a foot and a half shorter than him, which a foot and a half is crazy, uh, six inches to a foot shorter than him is mind-blowing
4: i watched jason thompson do it for eight straight years
3: (laughs) my god don't bring the ball down keep it high wait to clear and then you can
4: that and don't put the ball you don't need to gather dribble just go back up and dunk the ball yeah
3: don't do it hey (laughs) i love javel so much the rebound and then the put back where he's falling away when he doesn't need to be oh yeah is unbelievable or the Chris Paul the rim my guy Chris Paul
4: stripped him and then he still went up for the layup even though he didn't have the ball yeah it just
3: god I love him no but when he when he when he stays within that catch lobs block shots grab rebounds grab rebounds there's
4: a very small don't don't do the tip out rebound thing that's never worked at all like and it's a nightmare for Kings fans who remember 2002 uh (laughs) like just don't do it don't Don't try to bat the ball out. Just grab the rebound and hold on to it. Yeah. Grab it. Don't even put it on the floor. Just grab it. Hold on to it. Wait for a guard to come take it from you.
3: That's it. JaVale McGee, by the way. Jiffy Lube fast break player of the game. That's right. ESPN1320.com. The Jiffy Lube contest page is right there in front of your face when you go to that website. Enter the code word JaVale, J-A-V-A-L-E, and you will be entered to win a $100 Jiffy Lube gift certificate courtesy of Jiffy Lube. JaVale. The
4: password is
3: JaVale. It sure is. We also have our delivery from Jiffy Lube. You want to hmm you, you want to open this. one of those next? Yeah, let's do that. Let's Okay. Do it, Kyle. We have a giveaway next week and we're giving something away. It's in these wrapped boxes. We've been given permission to open one of these boxes to let you know what we are giving away next week. We showed up last week. Jiffy Lube had dropped these off. So shout out to them. Whatever's inside. Don't even care. It's dope that they drop those off. If anything, it looks really cool, but we're going to let you know what's inside and we'll be giving away whatever it is Uh, next week leading up to um, leading up to the holidays. Yes. So shout out to Jiffy Lube for whatever is in those boxes. We'll let you know what it is when we come back and we will continue our Kings discussion. We'll continue our Niners discussion. And you said something in your six quick thoughts uh, that that made me realize that the Kings and the 49ers are really, really similar in one way. And I'll tell you what it is next on ESPN 1320. Okay, picture this.